Hallelujah. Indeed, Lord, you are the only one. All glory goes to you. For from you are all things, everything we are, everything we possess, everything, everything that we can be is from you. And unto you. So we magnify your name and we thank you. And we bless you, Lord. Father, we bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. Good afternoon, everyone. So good to see you all. And uh, I look forward to the day that we can actually be face to face. Now I can understand Paul's writings when he says, I long to be with you. <laughs> oh, boy, boy. All right. Uh, I want to have fun today. I noticed uh, a couple of you are dancing as we're worshiping, and that was beautiful. Uh, thank you for the courage to do that on camera. And uh, I want to ask you to continue to do that. Uh, whenever you feel the motivation of the spirit to just jump in and do that. For from him are all things and unto him are all things. So we give him our dance, we give him our actions, we give him our fullness. And I want to encourage you to keep on doing that. Uh, let me see, how do I want to start this? I'm going to start it with a guess. Are you ready? Okay, I'm going to ask you to type something in the chat. And here we go. What do you think my sermon is about today? Type it up in the chat. I'm going to test to see how prophetic you are. Yeah, a few of them are saying Genesis. How lovely. Yes. Okay, fine. I told you I love the book. But seriously, uh, someone says love, living in a community, Jesus. Yes, yes. You know, the... Uh, Kids are all in Sunday school, and the teacher asks, she has a picture of a giraffe, and she says, guys, what animal is this? So little Johnny lifts up his hand, he says, I know, I know. And the teacher looks at him, and she says, Johnny, what animal is this? And he says, Jesus? She says, Johnny, come on. And he says, well, I know it's a giraffe, but I know it's Sunday school, and all the answers are always Jesus. Anyway, okay. Uh... Wow, I see one. Uh, yeah, it's not quite Valentine. Having fun living in the community. Okay, fine, I'll stop. Uh, do you know what the, the sermon is about today? Gifts of the Holy Spirit. I'm talking to you about gifts. If we understand that the church has been given many different examples to understand itself, or better yet, humanity has been given many examples for us to understand ourselves. We have in the Bible different expressions that God uses for us. Our body is talked about as a tent, the tent that I live in, okay, which means that it's temporary. The church is talked about as a flock. It's talked about as the vine. It's talked about as the olive tree. Israel is the olive tree and we've been grafted into it. It's talked about as the body. So, for us to understand some of the principles that we need to understand 
to better grow in our faith, to better grow in our understanding, to better grow in our relationship with God and with one another. Some basic principles are needed to be understood. Now, when Jesus was speaking to his crowd, he used examples that they all understood. He talked about farming. A man goes out at night, puts some seed, in the morning he comes and he finds that the enemy came and put other seed, bad seed. He talked about harvest. These were agrarian people. They knew the things of the farm. And when Jesus was giving you all these examples, people had a sense of what he was talking about. So today, I know we're not all scientists. We're not all biologists. Science tells us that we have, as humans, many different cell types. But think about it. We all have come from one cell in our mother's womb, a fertilized egg that has half of our mother's DNA and half of our father's DNA. And that cell multiplies and multiplies and multiplies in the womb. And the cells begin to specialize. The one cell is just a cell. But by the time the baby is in the embryo is changed, becomes a fetus, and then it becomes a baby, in that nine-month period, there is such specialization that this one same cell now has skin cells, bone cells, nerve cells, brain cells, uh, blood cells, you name it. There is something in our bodies, when we're a fetus, still developing in our mother's womb, called stem cells. These stem cells have the ability, and each of them, all the cells of your body have the same DNA. Every cell has the same DNA as every other cell. So think about it. It's like the body of Christ. Each one of us possesses the same DNA, the same Holy Spirit, the same, as last week we heard so beautifully by Charmaine, the same breath. We breathe the same air. We breathe in. And we have the name of God on our lips, the breath of God. We have the same DNA. But each one, as a stem cell continues and multiplies, these stem cells have different parts of the DNA activated so they can become specialized cells to be what they're going to end up being. Some specialized cells become brain cells, neurons. Some become muscle cells. Some become bone cells. They all look different. Their reproduction is so unique. And then there's something called adult stem cells. There's fetal stem cells and adult stem cells. Adult stem cells is a bad name for it because even the fetus has those. Those are, for example, the, cell, the stem cells that you find in your bone marrow. They are specialized. They will not reproduce into all the different cells of your body. They will specialize into reproducing a specific type of blood cell, for example. Okay? With me so far, give me a thumbs up if you follow. In the fetus, there are stem cells that specialize at the beginning of life into becoming unique cells. There's cells that are stem cells in our bodies that can become specialized in being specific types of cells. Now, if we take that and accept that for the church, when the church is forming, any new church, any baby church, when a church is forming, 
there are gifts within that church that can specialize into becoming specific expressions of Christ in the church and to the community. Now, the Bible tells us very plainly in multiple places that the gifts have been given. None of them are for personal gain, but they're all for the benefit of the whole. That makes sense in the baby. Every type of cell that's given is given not for the sake of that type of cell. A brain cell isn't given in the body from that stem cell. It doesn't develop into a brain cell just so that the brain can be happy about being a brain. It's given so that the whole body now functions and the brain does its thing for the benefit of the whole body. Are you with me? Give me a thumbs up or put something in the chat. I want to be able to interact a little bit more than we have been in the past. I'm getting tired of just speaking to a screen. Thumbs up. I see it. Thank you. All right. And as the body grows, we still have stem cells. And those same stem cells, the adult same, uh, stem cells now, they can specialize into unique types of cells within the body that they are specialized in. You know, when a person has blood cancer, leukemia, or something similar, one of the treatments is to take stem cells from a matching person, remove the stem cells in the bone marrow of the patient, and replace them with stem cells from the healthy body. It's called a transplant, a bone marrow transplant. The same thing happens in a church sometimes. There are parts of the church that the Lord says, I will trim off, I will prune, and he brings in new blood. I wonder if that's what's happening at City River over the last number of years, where the Lord has brought in new blood and is building up his church as City River, the combined ministry of three different cell types of churches, and is helping us understand that none of us are special but we're all special. None of us are unique, but we're all needed. And he's helping us get it from a different perspective. Now, plant cells are unique in the same way that the body of a human is unique. On a plant, at the very tips of the new shoots or the branches, and at the very tips of the roots are the stem cells of that plant. So when you cut off a little bit of a root, you can plant it and you can clone that plant or if you cut off a little bit of the shoot and replant it, you can reproduce that whole plant, clone it. How many here are farmers and, or, or gardeners have experienced that? I know a few of you are excellent farmers, gardeners. I was talking about this with Silva and she says, yeah, that's how we can reproduce things. That's how we can multiply plants. And did you know that the bananas in your supermarkets today are not just naturally grown bananas, but they are all clones from the same banana plant that has now been Del Monte's or whoever, Chiquita's, and they keep multiplying that same banana plant by cloning it with these cells. And this is for the whole life of the plant. So this got me wondering, when God plants a new church, it possesses at the tips, the root and the, and the, the tops of the, the shoots, all the growth that it needs, the DNA in it is there for the church to become all that it needs to be because the stem cells of the plant can become any type of cell that the plant needs at any time, all the time. That's interesting about church plants. In my mind, anyway, I don't know if this is boring for you or not, but I'm getting to the good part. I'm getting to the part where I'm going to talk about the fact that in the Bible, we read 
that there are so many types of gifts. I think I just gave away the answer to this next question. I'm going to ask you a question on the survey. Ready? Get your fingers ready to click or to cl uh, your mouse ready to click. It's one question that I'm going to ask now and one question I'm going to ask, maybe three questions in total. Ready? Okay. Question number one. How many spiritual gifts are there in the Bible? I don't know. One, five, seven, nine, twelve, thirteen, twenty-one, thirty-three, ninety-nine. How many are there? Okay, we've ended that poll and let me share the results and we can see what we all have been guessing. All right, 14 of us, 14% of us said, I don't know. 14% said five, seven, nine. We're hovering all over the place. Oh, 5% said, one of you said 99. Okay, all right. So let me uh, share a little bit of my uh, understanding and all of my reading about spiritual gifts and all of that I've been studying. Okay. There are types of spiritual gifts that the Bible talks about. And we can Google this. You can go and ask, what are the gifts of the Holy Spirit? And you'll find that generally speaking, it will tell you that there are different lists. And if you check for lists of the Holy Spirit gifts in the Bible, you will find it quite interesting. So what are some of the lists that the Bible tells us that there are? Gifts of the Holy Spirit. We can break these down into the types of lists that we see in the Old and in the New Testament. What? I thought the gifts of the Spirit were something only for the New Testament. Well, you would think that, but did you know that when Moses was given the details of the tabernacle, he was told that there would be a few men that would be filled with the Spirit, not just clothed as it was with the Old Testament prophets. The Spirit would come upon them and they would prophesy. But these men were filled with the Spirit inside and they had unique gifts to know how to build the tabernacle. Okay, so we know that the gifts existed before the coming and the dying and the resurrection of Jesus. Agreed? Do we agree? Gifts existed when all of humanity existed. God gave gifts. Okay. So what are some of the types of gifts? Well, I'm going to label them this way. The first one I'm going to call the messianic gift. But I'll come back to that. This list in Isaiah 11 talks about the shoot or the root of Jesse. It's interesting. Now that you know a little bit about stem cells and plants, it's interesting that he's talking about this Messiah who's going to come and he's going to be the new shoot from the root of Jesse. Isn't that amazing how God knits what we discover today in science with the reality of who he is and what he's doing across the generations in humanity? He's talking about Jesus, the Messiah, and we'll come to that and we'll see what he's talking about there. He's talking about a unique gifting of the Messiah, and this is recognized right from the old initial fathers of the church back in the first few centuries. They recognized that these were gifts of the Spirit that were listed about Jesus, the Messiah, in the book of Isaiah. Take a note. Maybe you want to take a screen capture when I list all of the gifts and you can study them this week. Maybe you want to discuss it with your small group leader. Maybe you want to call me and Rob and talk about it and we can spend some time discussing it. A couple of weeks ago, Rob mentioned that we had been talking and we want to make sure you know that we're available to you. So I'm going to pause here and I'm going to just put this screen up 
This is Rob's number. You can write this down real quick, 416-697-8845. And his email address is rob at cdriver.com. How can you forget that? My number is 416-518-0914. And my email address is hanny at cdriver.com. How can you forget that? Really easy way to get a hold of us. We're on WhatsApp. You can uh, text us. We'd be glad to set up a time to chat or maybe correspond by text if that's easier for you. But we're here for you. We're available. We want to be able to interact with you. We're sorry about COVID and how it kept us away from one another. Most of you knew these numbers, but I just want to make sure that even some of our new friends can access us. Okay, so back to the gifts. I said that the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are listed in different lists. The first one I mentioned is Isaiah 11. The next one I want to mention is Romans 12. I'm not going to read all of them because time is not uh, such that we can, but I want to just make sure that we know them and you can spend time reading them. The third one is 1 Corinthians 12, 8 to 10. There's a small one that's also in chapter 12 there that Paul mentions. And then there is the famous one that we call the fivefold ministries, and that's Ephesians 4, 11. I've read a lot about these. I've studied a lot about them. I've been trying to understand how they fit, how they apply. So I'm going to give them names now. I'm going to give them names that would help us understand them. The first list I'm going to call the Messianic list because it describes the characteristics of the Messiah that God had sent and what is his character like. What does he possess? The next one I'm going to call the motivational gifts. These are, I'm going to read them to you now, and I'm going to help you understand why they're called motivational gifts. These are gifts that motivate you from inside. Now, what's interesting about these is the scripture talks about them as being given freely to everybody. Some teachers will teach you that these are given only to the church. I'll come back to that. The next one is what's called the manifestation gifts. These are gifts that manifest the nature and the character of God in humanity. We'll come back to break those down. And the last one is ministry gifts. So you remember the list in Isaiah? That's the messianic. That's the standard of all humanity. The Messiah himself. The one who is the ideal human. There's motivational gifts that are the gifts that move us and cause us to do things. They motivate us. What are the motives behind what we do? There's manifestation gifts that express God through us. And there's ministry gifts that are used to minister through the church to different people in the church and through the church. Let me break these down a little bit more. In the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the types of gifts, we can call them innate. You know what the word innate means? It means inborn, given at birth, just like the stem cells that have developed now into unique cells. They are born that way. You're born with those things. Now, where am I getting that? Scripture tells us that he causes his reign to come down on the righteous and the unrighteous. Last week's sermon on breath and the breath of God was interesting to me because it speaks to us about how God interacts with all humanity, not just those that become followers of Jesus. 
He causes his rain to come down on all humanity. In the womb, every baby is developed the same way. Every baby, baby is given because God cares for humanity as a whole. So every one of us is given one of these innate gifts. Now that, that statement may be controversial for some of you. Because when I read that list of innate gifts, you'll see that the first one is prophecy. Isn't that reserved just for the believers? Most likely. But there's also some people that are not born again believers, that are not spirit-filled, that have the ability to hear things in the supernatural realm. The prophetic gift is not only in the body of Christ. It is in the whole of humanity. We have been made for the supernatural. We have been made to be able to hear in the realm of the supernatural. That's not reserved to humanity that is born again. That's an innate gift. Let me go through this list and then we'll come back to them. The manifestation gifts can also be called power gifts. Some of them are word gifts. Some of them are prophetic gifts. The last one is called the official gifts because there are the offices of the fivefold ministry. But let me break it down into what we can look at because this is where it fits with each one of us. Let's look at the motivational gifts as listed in Romans chapter 12. Okay? He starts off by saying, I want you to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, which is holy and acceptable service. Okay? Pay attention. You are a cell in the body, and this cell he's asking to be offered as a sacrifice, which is holy and acceptable. A sacrifice to what? And he says, don't think of yourself higher than you ought. Read that chapter 12 of Romans. It's beautiful. He says, there's many types of people in the church, many gifts, in humanity even. But don't get arrogant about it. Your gift is not just for you. It's for the whole. Okay. So what are the motivational gifts? The first one is prophecy. Prophecy is the ability to see into the future, is the ability to hear in the supernatural, the ability to touch God and touch that realm of the supernatural and be open in your ears to hear the sounds and the vibrations and all of that happens in that supernatural. That sounds so mystical and so new age, doesn't it? Prophecy is the ability to hear the voice of God primarily, the voice of angels maybe, but being open to the realm of the supernatural and to speak it out. There's another one. And let me read the list. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put it on the screen so we can all see it. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. And he now lists the gifts and tells us how to deal with them. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. That's so beautiful. If you're a born-again believer and you have faith in Christ, may your prophecies be according to your faith. If it is in serving, then serve. If it's in teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is in giving, give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So if I were to look at this list again, prophecy is the first that he lists. It says, do it according to your faith. Ministry, serve well. If you're teaching, teach it well. He's saying, do everything in excellence, basically. But let's look at them. Exhortation, encouragement, correction, giving, generosity, 
administration, that's another way of saying leading. Organization is another way. And mercy. Why I'm convinced that these are given to all of humanity and not just the church is because our experience shows us that these are characteristics of people, whether they're in the church or outside the church, people possess these things and function in them. There are amazing leaders outside the body of Christ. There's amazing people that have a heart of mercy outside the church. There's amazing teachers outside the church. There's amazing people that have vision and can predict the future based on their understanding of their circumstances without being filled, spirit-filled, born-again Christians. Am I saying that these don't belong in the church? No, absolutely. Each one of these is used because it's your birth stem cell being now divided. They're motivational gifts, but they're also innate gifts. And we can look at them in different ways and we can see them as they are. They're built into us and God can tap into them and activate them and do some amazing things with them. What have we seen so far? We're seeing that there's these gifts that the Lord has given to us. And I want to be able to put them in a different way. These innate gifts, we talked about them as they're listed in the words of the scripture. But listen to them in this way. Prophecy isn't just about prophecy. It's about perception. Not only are you able to prophesy, in other words, I heard the Lord say, thus says the Lord and speak that, but they're also perception gifts. Some of you may be very perceptive. When you're perceptive, may it be according to your faith. Now, this is not just me making words up. These are actually parts of the meaning of these words in the Greek. Serving, the word there is diakoni, which is the word for deacon, which means servant. Encouragement, giving and governing and showing mercy. So as we look at this list and we see where we fit in, I have a survey for you. Ready? Here's a second poll. Of the motivational gifts, which do you feel that you possess? So here's the uh, survey results. 28% of us have perceiving or prophetic gifting. Did you have this all your life? Those that said that they had the prophetic did you have this all your life or was it just after you became a Christian? Right hand for all my life, left hand for since I was a believer. Right hand. I see a few right hands. Yeah. So this was an innate gift that you had the ability to perceive things even before you became a Christian. What about helping or serving other people? Did you have that after you became a believer? That's almost half of us that have that. Did you have this from the time you were born again or did you have it all your life? You were always helpful. You were always trying to serve. Show of hands. Right hand, all my life. Left hand, since I was born again. Yeah. What about teaching? Did you have the teaching gift your whole life? Some of you who are indicating 16%. Yeah. You have the ability to teach people. And that's put into you from God from the beginning when you were being formed in the womb. He said that to Jeremiah. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. I can go through the whole list like that. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, so giving and organizing, about a third of us are generous as a unique thing in our lives. We recognize, I, I'm sure we're all generous. Okay. Uh, some of us are organizers. Some of us are the opposite. Some of us can make a mess of anything that's organized. <laughs> How many of you are disorganizers? 
I don't know if you've seen my office. Some of you have seen my office and uh, I am a disorganizer. But thanks be to God, for he is gracious and he surrounds us with organizers and they can bring order to our chaos. Uh, some of us show mercy. One out of five of us can show mercy. But guess what? Some of us are specialists in that. You know who are called angels of mercy? Nurses. Nurses are the ones that show up in our weakest moment. Dipti, I see you and I honor you for all that you have been doing over the last couple of years, but even before that. We have people that are uniquely gifted to do certain things. Now, this sermon is only the beginning. I wanted to establish a foundation that, and, uh, that we have unique gifts, each of us. I haven't even gotten to chapter 12 of Corinthians yet. This is just Romans 12. This is the gift that every human possesses. Next time I come back, we're going to talk about 1 Corinthians 12 and the manifestation gifts. The manifestations gifts are beautiful because they are uniquely given to the church, the body of Christ. He is now taking each one of us who is made in a shape of a cell that fits in the body and he packs it with power. He boosts it with energy. He gives it charisma to function in a unique way. And then eventually we're going to get to Ephesians chapter four, which talks about the official gifts or the ministry gifts and how they help build the church up. So stay tuned. I just got a text message from somebody saying that God is organized. I totally agree. God is organized and I am his child and I, I break the power of the words that I'm a disorganizer and I step into my destiny as a child of God who is an organizer and an, is organized. Agree with me on that for your sake as well. If you've always been a mess maker, God is going to make a message out of your mess. <laughs> I love that sentence. It blows me away. Here's what we're going to do now. I'm going to stop here. I'm going to come back next time and we're going to pick up where I left off. But before I do, I want to bless the gift that is in you from birth. So put yourself in a position of receiving. Maybe you want to do it by opening your hands. Maybe you want to do it by standing up. I don't know how you want to position yourself. Maybe you want to do it by kneeling, whatever format you want to do to put yourself in a position to show gratitude to God and receiving from God. Okay. And let me pray. Father God, I thank you for the gifts that you have put in each one of us. And Lord, whatever has happened all through life, where these gifts have been buried under a whole bunch of things, these motivational innate gifts that you have given to every human, to make us a uniquely specialized cell within the body of humanity, of the body of Christ and the body of humanity at large. Those things that motivate us, those things that make us who we really are at the core. Right now, I pray that you breathe your breath over each person and activate, stir up that gift that was born in us according to your design, according to how you formed us in the womb, and you knew us like you did Jeremiah. So right now, Lord, I just pray a new refreshing and an understanding of who each one of us is according to your design so that we would fulfill your purposes in our days, that we would serve others, not just to make it about ourselves, that the gift would be used for the benefit of the whole. I thank you for nurses that are using their gifts to serve humanity, even in this time of COVID. 
I thank you for teachers that have been doing an amazing job over the years, but especially now with COVID, where they've had to learn new tricks and learn new technology to do things online, to do things with masks, to do things with gloves and not touching and face shields, all of that. And I thank you for each one of us and how you have brought us together to be City River together and for what you have in store according to your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen.